Downloads of the show are available at Podomatic.com or the Podomatic mobile app. Hey kids, you are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this show is Fish Out of Agua with Michelle Carlo. Today is Tuesday, April 3rd, 2018. Yeah, it's supposedly spring, but boy, what a winter it's been. Snow every week for the past month. March is going on, uh, people dying everywhere, presidents going crazy, people lying to us everywhere. Kind of feels like that sometimes, right? That you don't know what the truth is anymore. Well, that's why I picked this song by the Eurythmics, one of my favorites, because you know, Annie Lennox sure isn't lying.
And we're back with Fish Out of Agua on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Annie Lennox and the Eurythmics with Would I Lie to You from the album Be Yourself Tonight back in 1985. And it's on a lot of compilation albums. It's all over the place. I love that song. And it's such a pertinent question now because I think we're all feeling like everyone is lying to us all the time. The president lies, Facebook lies, the weatherman lies. It's lies, lies, lies. Oh, I should have played the culture club. Lies, 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 yeah. No, not that's not Culture Club. That's the Thompson Twins. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. Huh. Things you think of after the fact. But what I am going to play next is a song by Maroon 5 called What Lovers Do that was picked by our guest artist this week to open his episode. Tell me, tell me if you love me or not, love me or not, love me or not. Let the house on you, am I lucky or not, lucky or not, lucky or not? You gotta tell me if you love me or not, love me or not, love me or not. Been wishing for you, am I lucky or not, lucky or not, lucky or not?
And we're back with Fish Out of Agua on Radio Free Brooklyn. Well, that song kind of makes me feel a little bit better. Actually, a lot better. That's Maroon 5, once again, featuring Solana Imani Rowe, otherwise known as SZA, with What Lovers Do from the Red Pill Blues album in 2017. And I am so excited for our guest artist this week that I'm just going to skip any chitter-chatter and pitter-patter and get right to it. So now... Guess what, kids? It's time for my favorite part of the show. Whoa, whoa. Welcome to Fish Out of Agua's Guest Artist of the Week. Woohoo! Every week I bring you a whole new person, either from my storytelling days or my theater days, who I met from writing. And today we're breaking format a little bit. No, I don't have another visual artist. No, it's not a blessed person. No, it's not a musician. We've already had those. No, I have a radio personality that with whom we're going to speak today. And um he has a show that, full of disclosure, I was a guest on about a month ago. The show is called Chirp About It, and we're going to be chirping about a lot of different stuff today. So please welcome the fish out of Agua, Patrick Sainville. Hello, Michelle. Hi. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you. Lovely to be here. I'm excited, in fact. <laughs> I'm excited, too, because I'm kind Some of... intro. I'm kind of break guy. I always like to give... I always like to fluff. You know, it's the fluff. I love it. So I always ask this of, of every person when um, we, we come on the show. One of the things I ask is, how did we meet? Yeah. And the interesting thing is, we basically just met. I mean, yes. I've, I've had some people on the show that I've known for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. I have people that I've known for, you know, a couple of years, sprinkle right. of years. But, like, no, basically it's probably like a month today yeah, or six, something. Yeah, six weeks to be Yeah, right. yeah. Six yeah. weeks, yes, yes. So yes. Let's, let's tell everybody how we met. All right. Well, um, I met you through a friend. Yes. One of my co-hosts, in fact, Miss Marlene Villafane. Yes, Marlene. Who, uh, I love Marlene. Who uh, just joined the show, my show, Chirp About It Live, uh, about three months ago. And uh, she suggested that I reach out to you to have, uh, to have on the show. And you were magnificent. Oh, thank you. And, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm not like holding a, like a lightning bolt over his head. No, no, <laughs> you were great. And the special thing about it is that you were on the show when... Uh, we were uh, uh, celebrating our one-year anniversary of yeah. Chirp About It Live, so that was really a party. I couldn't believe, like, every two minutes, somebody else was walking, walking in, in with another thing, another bottle of champagne, a cake, like... A gong. A gong, <laughs> yeah, like a Tibetan Buddhist gong. Other random objects. Yes. And the, um, are we allowed to talk about the studio? Where Absolutely. The, the other activities that go on in the studio? Uh, yes, uh, well, it's a, uh, well, why don't you mention it? Okay, well, the name, the name of Patrick's show is called Chirp About It, and it, it records in a downtown loft building, and it shares the space with... Um, a play party club, for want yeah. of a better word. Yeah. <laughs> that makes any sense. Yeah, a play, you know, that's it. like the, they had the crossbars on the wall. They were different um, bondage instruments <laughs> you know, lying around. To, and to, Not to cut you off, to uh, last week's guest, I invited her to have a, uh, a doctor on. 
and uh, she uh, a I, medical she, doctor. Medical or? doctor. She uh, she arrived before I did, so she was in a separate room, and she looked at me and she said, "Do you realize what kind of place this is?" <laughs> I said, "I said no, I, I'm not sure. I just I just go right into the studio. I don't know what's happening behind this. You don't know. You, you mean to tell me you don't know what kind of place this no, is? No, you. I know." I said, oh, well, why don't you tell me after the show? And we walked into the station. But we really never discussed it, though. Wait, but, but you know what... I know, of course, of course I know you what know. it is. I just didn't want to, you know, get into it. You know, I had a show to, uh, to, 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 to do, so... That's funny. That's right. It could have been derailed greatly. <laughs> of course, Especially of course. since, like, if she knew that you knew, exactly. she might have, like, ran out of there screaming. Who knows, exactly. Who knows, you know. But it, it was a, funny a lot of civilians just, the, uh, in this world. just to watch her process the entire thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, um, you're, you do radio, and you Correct. also are a businessman. I am, yes. Business is, uh, is what I know uh, by nature. I was first uh, started on Wall Street as a very young uh, uh, person. I, in fact, I was uh, 17 when I started on Wall Street. Really? I dropped out of school, yeah. Uh, after nine years, went into the uh, necktie business. Did that for quite some time. Well, that's a big switch. Yeah. Uh, and uh, eventually sold the company to an Italian firm. So that went very well. Uh, and then I went into some, uh, uh, some advertising uh, and now I'm doing uh, staffing. I own a staffing company. Uh, it's it's a full service staffing agency. Oh, it's, you know warehouse. Interesting. Yeah, very you interesting. You are my first business human. Really? Uh, you you are the first person that's not a total artist. Well, yeah. no, you are an artist, but you know who's you know you know what I mean. I that's know, not, of course, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Right. Well, I do write songs as well. If you want to. Oh, we, then we are going to talk about that. So let's yeah. let's talk about your origins. First born in Miami. Uh, my family is from uh, Haiti. Uh huh. Uh, but yes, I bought, I was raised in New York uh, since the age of uh, 10, at the age of 10. Oh, okay. And now in my 40s, so uh, in Brooklyn. Wow. What um, neighborhood? Uh, Flatbush, Brooklyn, okay. Midwood section. So, uh, so born in Miami. Born in Miami, wow. yes, Dade County. Was your yeah. family um, an artistic type of family? Where did you get the, the bug to like do, do music or to mm -hmm. even become mm -hmm. uh, a, a radio DJ and, and you, interviewer? You from? know, very, it's very interesting. I... No one in my family is really, we're all uh, mainly into business. You know, my mom, mm. uh, I never knew my dad. So my mom and my uncles, who are the, the ones who really raised me. Are you first generation? Uh, yes, I am. Us, yes. Yeah. We know what so, the first generation is like. Yeah, yeah. So the, you, you know. got to make money. The, Don't do anything the, stupid. Exactly. Well, I was always a risk taker, but uh, a very cautious risk taker, if that makes any sense. Um, I've always had a, a straight uh, head on my shoulders. So my family never really worried about me. They really never worried about my outcome in life. Um, throughout my entire life, I never got into trouble. As a young boy, as a young kid, I was always just, you know, I was doing something, creating something. Huh? Um, so you were a child artist. Yeah, yeah, I've always been. Uh, in fact, I actually, now I remember, I, uh, I won uh, an award from a Mayor Koch at one point when I used to draw in elementary school. Really? Yeah, I, now I recall. Was that like the Lever House thing? Yes. I won that once, yeah, too. I had an, octo it was yes. an octopus. It, it, I, it, I it, 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 there was a competition in the 70s and 80s yeah. for art kids in the, I, I guess, grammar school and junior high school was, and uh, maybe high schools, too. I was in grammar school. So yeah. at the time. And, um, but I think... Um, and I think it was like from grammar school through high school. Yeah. But I remember, the, I don't remember the name of the competition. Google it. But <laughs> it, 
the, the ones that were selected were displayed at and this place banks. in, yes, yeah. at this place in Midtown called Lever House. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, my God, I yeah. haven't thought about and that in years. Wanted, they gave me, a, like, a savings bond or something like that? Yes, I don't a savings bond, a $50 knows, savings yeah, bond. Yeah, who knows what happened to that? Oh, my anyway. God, I, I know what happened mom. to mine. I cashed, it, I cashed it in as soon as I was able, and did I probably you? spent it on weed. I don't <laughs> recall what happened. <laughs> you spent it on weed. I probably did. At that age, I'm sure I did. I love it. Yeah, you know, well, I'm, I'm not a business person. Um, so did you have like a traditional like academic trajectory with your education when you were young? Did you go to like a regular grammar school? Yeah, regular grammar school. High school. Uh, high school. Went to a good high school, Midwood High School in Brooklyn. Started out at uh, Brooklyn College. And then a year after I uh, left, I dropped out. And that's when I started on Wall Street. Well, how did you start on Wall Street? Did you just like, oh, you no. just walked in and got no. a job? Well, okay. what happened was... Um, <laughs> I I've been, gonna... And I'm so ambitious, and I always like nice things, and I used to dress up. And you were 17. Before that, yeah. But then I had a friend of mine, uh, he's still a friend, Richie, who had a friend who was on Wall Street, an exec executive on Wall Street. And he said, you know what? You do very well on Wall Street, kid. And he set it up. He set up an appointment. I went up to see his friend. Um, his friend gave me a shot. And then I left. I quit after two weeks. Because there was so much pressure on Wall Street. What were you, you doing? Know, but you, if wait, you, call were you seventeen? Seventeen at the time when I started. Yes. So I left after two weeks. Wow. It was a lot. Of, there was a lot of pressure. I wasn't used to that. But you know. I can't. That 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 just seems like they would hire a seventeen-year-old yeah. kid to do cold calls. Cold calls. Yeah, cold calls. Yeah. They just hand me a is, stack is, of is leads. Is this? No, I know. I know what I know yeah. what that is. But like, is that usual practice to just hire people that young? I guess so. They did. It happened uh, for me. Yes, it happened with wow. me. Uh, maybe I need to go back and watch the movie Wall Street again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I was I was frightened at the beginning, you know. So yeah, I but left, who wouldn't you know, be? So these guys. One guy he went out for lunch and came back with a twenty thousand dollar watch, <laughs> just for lunch, you know. Um, I was it scared me, you know, working twelve hours and you know. But what, what was the scary part? Was the scary well, part I wasn't used to that. that that you thought that you couldn't do it, or you thought that you could do it? Um, it, it was it wasn't something that I was used to. The twelve hour days, the yeah. standing up all, all you know all day long. You need a lot of stamina. Yes, you know. But then a month later, I went to another firm. I thought about it. You know, I thought about. It. I said, no, this is where I need to be. Things happen for a reason as well. Maybe that very first firm, for some reason, you know, I still don't know those guys. Uh, the firm I started out with, Rowan Capital, I'm still friends with these guys up close to 20 years now. And we're still like family, so it's amazing. It's always great um, that when you have people that you that you know from years and years and you have like oh, that yeah. depth of relationship. Yeah. But one thing that I'm amazed at is that a person in their late teens was going through the New York Times. Now, how were you who introduced you to that? How did you know that that's where you looked for a Wall Street job? Um, did, were you introduced to, to the New York Times at, at home? Did, you, did your mom read it? Did you, any one no, of your family read it? No, I don't believe anyone at home. Already, you know, their English was not so, uh, wasn't so great at the time. I guess through friends, you know, I don't know. I just, I just had it. No, <laughs> the, only, the only reason why I, I, I bring that up is because, you know, I also am first generation mm -hmm. from uh, a Caribbean background. My family's from Puerto Rico. Yeah. And I did not see a New York Times, I don't think, until I was at the School of Visual Arts. Yeah. You know, uh, people that I knew read the Daily News, mm -hmm. the Post, and sometimes Newsday. Yeah. 
Yeah, well... And then they had opinions about all three. All three, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was always that type of a, a child, big thinking and, you know, ambitious, so... Wow, like a prodigy uh, or something. Uh, yeah, so. so... okay, so how does a child that's creative and likes to make things mm -hmm. and a young man who's a go-getter who just takes on business and just, like, turns it around to his advantage, yeah. what made you decide to turn to radio for your creative outlet? Was there some kind of need in your life that wasn't being met that the mm -hmm. radio did? Did you feel like, I have all this with business and I'm successful, but there's a lack and I need another outlet? What yeah. what, what was that about Well, for you? what happened uh, about two and a half years ago, I started a website. You know, I'm, I'm interested in what people... Uh, uh, want to say and have to say, mm. you know. So I wanted to create a voice for just people, just New Yorkers, because I, you know, at times I have my own thoughts and opinions that I just can't tap the next the, the guy next to me on the subway and just talk to him. So I needed an outlet. I wanted to create an outlet for myself and for other New Yorkers. So, so I to created express themselves. Express themselves. So whether it's venting, whether it's whatever it is. So I created a website called chirpaboutit.com. And what's the origin of the name um, Chirp About It? Well, it's just, you know, chirp your New York moments, thoughts, or opinions, or ideas, or oh, observations. Oh, like tweet. It's, it's like, like tweeting. a take-up yes. tweeting. That's, Got it. That's basically what it is. But it's just, you know, again, sharing it. Just sharing it. Just chirp about it. A thought comes to mind, chirp about it. I want to hear about it. So that was the, the goal of the website. Not to really make money at it, but just to really um, promote it just to become a second voice or a new voice for New York. So it was an outlet for, an, for another part of your expression. Correct, correct. Both myself, my, my children, and friends, and family, and whomever. So when you went on the you. what did you find on the website? Uh, well, it was just, it, it just allows you, very similar to Twitter, you just go on and just chirp your moments, and I'd read the comments. Oh, you know, wow. So, so, you, you, would, so you would get a lot of hits, and people would yeah. actually leave content, content on there? That's how did you promote it and get people to, to get to your website? How did you drive, oh. how did you drive traffic? There you go. Uh, well, through Business social media. Speed. I started with social media. I hired uh, a person to begin to drive traffic. I mean, it was very brand new. Mm. So, uh, And this is two years ago? Two, two and a half years ago. So uh, a year ago, a year and a half ago... Um, my friend Tony, Tony, we call him Tony Computer. He's a techie. Tony I'm not a computer. techie. You know, I'm from Wall Street. Tony I'm from, Computer. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a, a, a fashion guy. That's that like the Frankie Fingers from the 1970s, Tony yeah. Computer. <laughs> so I said to Tony, I, I, you know, I had a discussion with Tony. I said, this is what I'm looking to do. And he thought I was crazy. He says, what are you talking about? Stick to what you know best, Pat. You know fashion. You know this. Don't, what are you doing about creating the social media? You know nothing about social media. They'll crush you. This is what Tony said to me. So I kept at it, I kept at it, I kept at it. And uh, one Halloween, we hang out at this place called Raul's in Soho. So I walked in with my, bu my buddy and I, Joe, we walked into Raul's with cameras. And we pushed the door open, and everyone just saw this flashing light. And, and everyone's like, who is that? And it was Pat and Joe with the cameras, ready to interview people. Because I, you know, I, I walked in to ask people to trip about their evening at Raul's. So only then Tony says, wow, you're not, you're not playing. Are you serious about this trip about a thing? I said, yes, I am. So he said, I'll tell you what. I have a friend. His name is Johnny. He owns a small station, City World Radio. I'm going to hook you up with an interview. I, you know, I to, to come on the show as a guest. I said, all right, would you do that? He says, I would. Let's do it. So I went on to uh, Johnny's show on a Monday. My very first time doing radio, by what the was way. His, what was the name of his show, Johnny's show? Uh, Johnny Mandolin. Johnny, the Johnny Mandolin? Mandolin show, yep, on the Chirp about, on City World Radio uh, network. And that's the network that you're on. That's the network I and am on. And they are now. an internet radio station, Correct. also. Yes. 
Uh, he actually owns the station. So I went in. I was interviewed by Johnny for an hour. I stuttered. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, Tony's, like, giving me these pointers silently. So obviously I, the kid didn't know what he was doing at all. Who, so the, the, I mean the person that me. was... Oh. Well, myself, I didn't know what I was well, doing. Well, what were you doing? Were you a guest or were you supposed to be I was a guest. Okay. Yeah, I was a guest. But I was stuttering, you know, and, and I couldn't keep my my lips to the uh, the mic, towards the mic. I kept, like, moving my head around, and Tony's like, no, stay still, and so on. He's just giving me these pointers that, you you know, for radio pointers. What well, did I know? If you had not been on a radio show yeah, before, how, would, how would you know? How would I know? Here's the kicker, though. Right after that show, right after that show, not, not, not five minutes past, I said to Johnny... How do I start my own show? And Tony, they both look at me like, whoa, what are you talking about? So what was, the, uh, what was it about the experience <laughs> that, like, that lit a fire under you well, or, the, or made the light bulb go off on well, your head? Well, I said, wow, this is, this is what's missing for Chirp about it. Right away. And it's amazing because I never, never, ever thought about doing radio. Was it, is it the immediacy of the radio that, that was the allure for you? Well, was just, it the interaction with guests? What, mm -hmm. what was it? I don't know what it was. It was just the, it was just the answer for what I was doing. Mm. It was the answer on top of uh, my website where asking people to chirp about it. I figured, you know what? If I start a show, uh, it would be much easier for people to chirp about it. I can read the comments. I can have people call in. I can call people to chirp about it. So it just completed uh, my idea. In a wow. Way. And seriously, right after the show, not a day went by, I just said, Johnny, how do I start my own show? And when did the first trip about it air? Two weeks after. Two weeks January, after. January, uh, uh, 2016? 2016. 2017. 2017. Oh, wow. 20, yeah. That's right. That's right. 2017. Yeah, so I went in for the interview with Johnny December uh, 2016, and exactly two weeks later, um, yeah, I started my own show. And how does that work on City Radio? You just come in and you record it live every week, and then that's, that's and then it. do you archive the episodes we afterwards? Do. Yes, yes. Where, where yes. can they be found? Uh, CityWallRadio.com. Oh, okay. You can also find it on ChirpAboutIt.com as well. You can click on go on the menu and you click on uh, Chirp Radio. Uh, every show that I've had uh, so far, uh, you can find on my uh, through my website on my website. Who was your first guest? Well, my very Come first on. guest uh, is a very good friend of mine. Uh, Dr. Steve Gettinger. So I said, you know what, Steve, I start, I'm starting out the show, uh, and I may be a little nervous, so I know Steve very well, so I figured, you know what, Steve is a professional. It's a good way to start out, uh, you know, my show. So Steve, he agreed, he came on to the show, and uh, it, it, was a, it was a success. And uh, Johnny was listening, and after 12 minutes, he called, he called in, and he was so happy. He says, Pat, I got to tell you, I was really concerned about you. I was really concerned because I didn't know what the hell you were looking to do. But now I understand. And this was the very first show. And uh, ever since, it's been, so you know, we made it a year. You've been following the same format, basically? Like, same you'll format. have, like, one guest that you'll talk about at length. Did yep. you have your um, Did you have your co-conspirators at that time, or this was the first show just you? Just but, Oh, I had uh, myself and uh, uh, two buddies. Uh, okay, Joe. so you had two buddies that, that you would banter with. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. you had, and how did you, how were you able to nominate, to have the chirps come in? Did you have people calling them? Did you have people writing them to you? Um, well, at the beginning, I was just, they were, they were chirped through my website. So I would oh, go okay. on myself. I would produce a show myself. So, you know, at my office during the day, I would just go through my website and read, read the comments and just write them down on a piece of paper oh, okay, and take okay, them okay. into the studio. Okay. And then we would go around the panel reading uh, the comments uh, uh, from New Yorkers. So um, I, I want people to understand what, what the, the chirps are, mm -hmm. uh, because I think it's a little unclear. A, a, ch a chirp mm -hmm. is kind of like a tweet. Correct. 
only it's um, not on one social media website, it's just either a comment or a lament Correct. or a complaint or an observation Correct. about anything? Do they have themes or like, or is it specifically only about New York City? Like, Oh, mainly about New York City. That's, okay. that's the theme. It's New York City. Okay. I think there's a lot to share. There's a lot happening within this city. And I think through the church, people also learn. I've learned a lot about the city through the comments, through the church. So if you were going to, um, let's say, said, let's say you were going to ask people listening to this show to contribute to yours, how would you explain that to them? Well, share a New York moment. We all have New York, you know, it's like share a New York minute. We all have a New York minute. We have a, a New York story, uh, a New York observation. You know, um, there's always something happening. You know, like whether pizza it's rat. Pizza rat, smelly cab drivers, confessions, lousy dates, you know, uh, rainbow bagels, whatever it is. Please, just try, just pull out your device um, and just chirp, chirp, chirp your New York moments. And how you many know? chirps do you, would you say that you get every day on your website? I'd say at least between 60 to 100. Really? Yeah, the subscribers. Wow. Are, I, the, subscription, I, the subscribers are amazing now. I mean, every I, time I, I open my email. And I never heard like, about this until um, I went on your show. Isn't yeah, it amazing? There's yeah. so, the thing that I love, not just about New York, because there's creative meccas all over the world but the thing that i love is, is that there are so many little outposts of, yes, creativity, of creativity going on that you don't even you don't, know about because yes. most of the time i think human beings have tunnel vision correct you know what yeah. i mean like you stay in your little circle yeah you know like i have my little storytelling writer people the, yeah, the people, yeah. whatever you know and this is no you're right I, that's yeah. totally me as well I, I actually stay in my little realm i don't really um you know, sometimes outside of uh, other than business, step out. You yeah. Know? So, but so trip about is your is your way to step out. Correct. So, yeah. when did you realize that that creative part was being sublimated, or that you needed to let it out, or that you needed to have an outlet for it? What what was there a tipping point for that? Uh. At a certain age, or did it just fall onto you and you said, "Oh yeah, that's it. I'm going to do this now." Yeah. Well, you know, again, for me, I I'm always uh, uh, curious as to what the other man or the other uh, female's thinking, you know, uh, that's next to me. Because, you know, in New York, you just never know who, who you're next to. or who, who, This who is true. Your you never know your neighbors. This is you true. really don't. You know, so I just thought this is a way to kind of get to know uh, my fellow New Yorkers and, and, you know, in the smallest way that I possibly can. So, you know, it's just, it's, in, it's informative, you know. Train delays. I, I've learned. I learned a lot about train delays. Uh, oh, I, I bet you get a bunch of people complaining yeah, about the subway. You know, so, so people will leave their comment and then they'll say their name or pseudonym and like the neighborhood that they're correct. from. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be like, yeah. don't take the R train because it's the Rat and Roach train today. There you go. Uh, Catherine from Canarsie. Ca not that, not that the R train runs in Canarsie, but you know. Yeah, that's but that's basically yeah. that's what Catherine it is. from Cobble Hill. There you, you know, go. We just learned that the uh, the L train uh, shutting down 2019. I didn't know about that. Oh I yeah, no, that's been around for a uh, long time. About that. So good. You know. See something you didn't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> the great equalizer, not knowing. <laughs> oh my, but you know, it's just fun. There's another chart that I read the other day where it said uh, she said. Uh, it's harder to find a roommate than a boyfriend in, in this city. For some reason, that just made me laugh. And that was it. That, that's all that she said. That was it, yeah. So, that so, was no, it. so no context, no beginning or no end. No. Just like, boom. She just chirped it. You and know, where, was again, she from? where was she from? Oh, uh, I think she's from Brooklyn. From Brooklyn? Uh, yeah. But again, it was just a thought that was in her mind. She thought it and she had to let it out. She wanted to share yeah. it with, her, with people. That's so great. She, you know, my vehicle is to allow you, again, to, you know, uh, vent. 
your frustrations, your happiness, your observations, your whatever. That's it fantastic because it makes you feel you know? connected. It makes exactly. you feel like, and somebody's listening because that's, Somebody, that's, that, that's really the way I like to describe important. it. We're listening because like people want to feel like they matter. Yes, and that what they say goes into somebody's yeah. ears. Yeah, yeah. and that's you important. Know? How did how do you how did you find that your show evolved over the past year? Oh, well, certainly uh, through uh, the types of guests that I've had, my panel. I had a guest on, my fr uh, a, good, a good friend of mine, Jerry. He's a producer at um, Manhattan Night Neighborhood uh, M &M. Network. Mm -hmm. M&M. I can never pronounce Where Mar right. Marlene yeah. has her show. Marlene has her show. How, so, how, how did you guys meet? Mar I met Marlene through Jerry. Oh, okay. You know, one night, I think it was back in uh, August of uh, 20 of last year, uh, 2017, uh, I had a guest on uh, by the name of Stuart Hirsch, comedian, very funny uh, uh, guy. I like him on the show. Stuart Hirsch, shout out to you. Um, he was brought on by Jerry, my friend Jerry as well. So uh, Stuart was on the show, and then uh, right after the show, Jerry always wanted me to go up to visit the studio, this M&M M &N -N, uh, studio. So that night I was a little tired. He said, well, let's just go do it. So I went up, to make a long story short. I walked in, and the first person I saw a lovely face uh, was a young lady, Marlene Villafane. You know, she I saw cameras in front of her, and she was producing a show. Yes, the name of her show was Are You a Star? Are You a Star, right. So I said, okay, I'm checking it out. And then, you know, I met Marlene, we shook hands. And then on the camera, there was this gentleman playing a guitar, you know. So I said, who is that? She said, oh, his name is Ian Bamberger. You know, he's been on the show a couple of times. So after Ian's uh, performance, she w we went out. Uh, she introduced me to Ian Bamberger. Um, so I, I invited Ian onto my show. He came on, I think, two weeks after. He played. It was a good interview. I liked the way he played his music, so I invited him back the, week, uh, the, the following week. He came on. The following week, I had another band called uh, The Die on, a music band. They were pretty good. So at the end of my show, since Ian was there with his guitar, so I said, well, why don't you guys collaborate? Can you do a chirp about a song, you know, like freestyle? And uh, Ian said, yeah, let's do it. And uh, Bruno, the, the, the lead singer of The Die, he kind of was a little bit, uh, like he felt he was on the spot. And Ian said, let's do it. So they did it, and it worked. It worked out very well. They created a uh, chirp about a song. And to this day, we use that theme song. And uh, right away, I said, you know what? I like this young man, Ian. Ian Bamberger. Was he on the show when I was on? He was on the He was the, the show. guy that was playing the guitar that was sitting next yeah. to me. Oh, he's been wow. on the show ever since. Wow. You know, so now he's uh, he's uh, he's an in-house uh, musician. So you've made your little crew. Yeah. So, Mar so and Marlene then, and Ian and the blonde lady. Uh, I forgot uh, her Ellen name. Ellen Hunter. Ellen, Ellen Hunter. Hunter. Yes. Uh, she was amazing. She is amazing. She was actually a guest on the show as well. Uh, I, I go by feelings, you know. It's, it's, it has to be good energy, you mm. know, because I've had tons of guests, but... If, I, I never he, wanted to ask anyone to come back onto the show to, to help me, you know, with the show, build so, the show so up. So Ian Bamberger, Ellen Hunter, and Marlene Villafane have become like your little chirp yep, family. Yep. So they're the, the core crew now. They're the core crew, yes. Wow. And I'm so thrilled with them. So, Everyone has something to bring to the table. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, it, it, was, it was a really fun experience seeing the banter and the interaction between you guys. Um, how long has this crew been together, the four uh, of you? Right now, well, Ellen has been, uh, she was the last to come on. Ellen has been on right now for about uh, a month and a half. Wow, that's uh, not very long. Not very long at all. Uh, Marlene has been on for about three months now. Wow. Ian for about uh, four and a half. Wow. Um, I also have Vera. She's in Florida. She calls in with her words of wisdom. She's a, more like a spiritual 
uh, coach. So she calls in. Vera's been with me for close to a year now, uh, calling in. Uh, but I'm very thrilled with the with, with the team that uh, that I have now. And now I think it's ready. I'm ready to kick it into uh, second gear. Since it's been the first year, I have the right team, the right panel. Now we're gonna really step things so up. So what what do you uh, what are you conceiving for going forward for the second season of Chirp About It? Well, we're gonna do uh, we're, we're working on Chirp About It live TV. We're gonna do a live TV with uh, uh, a show with live audience. Fantastic. We, uh, we also have Hot Chicks uh, we're starting out with next month where Ellen will be dressed uh, in a chicken <laughs> outfit. Uh, she'll go out and hit the streets to ask people to chirp about their New York moments, thoughts, and observations. Fantastic. On camera. So let's hear some of the more memorable tweets that, mm. that you've had. What, what, what was on your website today? But while, we're, while we're looking up for some of the tweets, talk about what some of your more memorable guests, like crazy moments, like maybe embarrassing or not something that you didn't expect or oh, something well, that you I, thought I was one. going to be good and, and turned out not good or yes. something like that. Well, I have a, uh, I had a young lady. She's a, a poet. Um, she came on as a guest, and we all sat down. We're chirping. We're going through our chirps. Uh, haven't interviewed her yet. This is about the very first, about 10 minutes to the, uh, to the show. And all of a sudden, during our chirps, we're going around, and she sat opposite of me. And I just know she looked at, down at her, her phone, and she looked up, uh, and I had my friend Steve, who had brought her on, and, um, you know, she just, she just started to tear. You know, tears started coming down her eyes. So obviously something's wrong. So I, I'm waving to her like, just, just go. It's okay. So she did not want to just get up, you know, and just walk out. And I said, just, just go. And I'm waving to her, you know, just, just leave. And what had happened is that she just found out that her grandmother had passed away. Oh my God, that's Can terrible! You that? Right on the, sh I couldn't believe it. That's horrible. Yeah. Oh man, here I was thinking that you were gonna tell me like some no. some some funny story about some great faux pas no, that was, on the air, but like this is heartbreaking. Was, yes, but that was an experience. Oh my god. You know, oh like, my what god. do you do? Your main guest just left. What do you do? You have to fill and, the time somehow. And how? You know, poor young lady. I mean, to yeah, find out. That's awful. About your grandma's death. On this my is show. this is this is like, why shut your phone off if you want to watch. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know what? Sad. She she probably knew that 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 her grand was um ill, so she probably had it on just to, for updates and stuff I because know. I would have done the it, same thing. It was very sad, but right. you know what? Uh, two weeks after, she came back onto the show. That's amazing. A wonderful That's show. amazing. Okay, what was the most unexpected moment that you've had on, on, on the show in the past year? The gong on the, uh, the first 10 year anniversary. My oh, friend yeah. Pascal oh, my coming God. in with the, a yes. huge gong. That was hilarious. A Buddhist gong. And I actually saw your eyes like, what the hell? That was very funny. It, it was very I surreal, not, Patrick. Yeah, I did not that, expect that, that whatsoever. That night was a surreal experience. You know what it was like? Yeah. It was like being, in a way inside a live Monty Python cartoon. <laughs> I was expecting feet or, or giant teeth to come out from the walls and the ceiling and the yeah, floor yeah. and like rainbows <laughs> and what, what, what was that artist? I think it was Terry Gilliam that did those. I don't know, whoever did the crazy illustrations for Monty Python, <laughs> I felt like I was in that yeah, world. That <laughs> I, kind of. It was a, in a, it way, was, it was it, a really interesting It night. was surreal. It, it was. was it was totally and and then the champagne just kept like yeah, and like people every just coming in and yes, I was yes, shocked. Yes. But it was all uh, uh, within support, which I felt good about. It just made me actually I wanted to come to tears because something I had no clue about starting and a year later to have all these people come out to support, you know, something that I still don't know what I'm doing. 
And it just it was just um, oh, I, a heartfelt I, I, moment I can at relate. the time. I can relate to not knowing what you're you doing. Know? But that's the magic. I, I, yeah. you know, I'm having fun, though. Yeah. I'm learning uh, along the way. That's, that's the beauty of uh, the entire that's thing. That's the point. If it's not fun, why, why the frig do it? Of course. Seriously. You know? And I totally can relate to learning, to learning along the oh, way. Absolutely. Because when I started doing Fish Out of Agua, um, yeah. I'm a year and a half now. And when I first started doing it, I had no clue how to do a radio show. When I'm telling you I had no clue, mm -hmm. I had no clue. Ooh. And some people may be listening today and say she still has no clue, but I don't care because not knowing how to do something never prevented me from there doing it. Exactly. Because you're not going to learn until you take the first step. And you, step. Learn, you learn as you go. That's yeah, you learn, my, you my learn point. as you go, and, and, and you, hopefully you improve. Yeah, but, right. But the thing that I want to say about Chirp about it, about that whole experience on your show, is that my takeaway was that you built yourself a family there. Yeah. And I'd like seeing all those people around you. And it was funny. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah. um, do we have any chirps that well, we... Well, yeah, that we... I can do. Would you like to read some of the chirps? Uh, Levy and Canarsie. The hardest part of being a New Yorker is breaking the news to people that the L train is shutting down in 2019 and watching them process it. <laughs> oh, he's a spoiler. He likes to bear bad news. Of course. Shame, yeah, on, shame you. on you. Shame on you. What do we, All right, what we right, got here? Another one. Okay, you read that one. All right, just watched a guy kick trash onto the subway tracks when there's a trash can five feet behind him. What is wrong with people in this city? What's, what's wrong with <laughs> people in by, any uh, city? This is by Trisha from, uh, in Uptown, Uptown East. <laughs> this, this is why I like to stay home with my cats. Well, there you go. Clint in Midwood. How is there a sick passenger every single morning on the B train? Maybe because the B stands for barf? <laughs> <laughs> that could be. That's <laughs> you can, you, do, do, you, do you ever answer these people? I, uh, sometimes. Well, you can yeah. reply. Because you know. <laughs> you, yeah, you say maybe because the B stands for barf. Okay. Armando from the Bronx. MTA announcement. The trains are delayed, but the door is open so you all could get out. Every passenger says, and go where? <laughs> That's a good one. That has happened to me before oh while God. I'm on the train. Like, where am I supposed to go now? I mean, the train's out of, like, out of order or what happened. I don't understand. This is but, incredible. People, yeah. oh, so, so many about the subway. Okay, yeah. this is Julia, Julia from Murray Hill. Okay. At no other subway stop do so many people try to get on the subway before everyone is off. Number six train, 28th and Park. Wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong. Atlantic <laughs> Avenue in Brooklyn. Is that where it all, oh uh, you can't? Oh, you can't get on? Well, you know what? It, 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 almost every stop. But no, the six is the six is crowded. You know, any train, darling. Any, you must not have been living in New York very uh, long, darling. Knows? This is uh, one by uh, Bree, uh, from the South Bronx. And uh, she says this, there's, a, there's a special special place in hell for people who think it's okay to yell into their phones that is on speakerphone while, and, while on public Trains. My eyes are gone. I can't really see. Yep. But yep. that's uh, that's by uh, yep. Bree uh, South Bronx. Uh, we have one from uh, Udalo. Udalo. My Bronx. city, the Bronx, is trending. I don't know if I should be excited or worried about this. Depending on your neighborhood, yeah. I would say worried. Well, you know, it's the gentrification yes, happening. Yes, no, don't please, don't even, now, people. Papi, do not, do not get me started because Very, that is for another show. Oh, boy. <laughs> Would you like to read this one? Yeah, let, 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 let's, let's do one more. Let's do one okay. more. Okay, this is from Kazuya in Jackson Heights. Overheard on the, no, wait, I gotta do two more because one, one of the next one is like near where I live. Uh, overheard in the streets of New York. Please don't make me choose between beer and happiness. That's really not fair 
And fair is spelled F-A-R-E. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what is that? That it means typo. But no, but that that's profound though. Please yeah. don't make me choose between beer, beer and, happiness. and happiness. But yeah. you know, maybe maybe he, maybe fair. he had a couple. That's a why he spelled and that's fair. That's why fair. he typed it. <laughs> right. Last tweet. This is from this is from. Um, I used to live in in this neighborhood. This is Kevin from Windsor Terrace. Hmm. I there was a Kevin that was my neighbor when uh -oh. I lived there. Let's see. Well, let's okay. See. Kevin from Windsor Terrace, I'm going home to drink champagne and think about anything but my receding hairline. <laughs> Thank God for chirp about it. I can say and do this privately. Well, not anymore, Kevin. Uh-oh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Sorry. Well, this is Wait, he's posting this on the internet, so how could he think it's private? Well, we just don't know. We don't know who he really is. We That's just true. have to go yeah, search true. for, we, we for don't Kevin even, in Windsor Terrace. We don't know if he's Kevin. We don't know if he's <laughs> in Windsor you know, Terrace. That's a good point as well. Yeah, yeah. Because, so, you know, that's the internet, you know, the great uh, arbiter of it. anonymity. Yeah. All right, well, it is what it is, uh, Kevin. Well, you know, you chirp. You, well, that's, you, you, that's you, you chirp idea. some, you lose some, you win some. <laughs> oh my but now God. you get an idea yeah. of what people just chirp about. It, 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 it's fun. I mean, I just had like the best time for five minutes five reading minutes. these things with you. <laughs> so um, where can people find Chirp About It, both the website and the show? Uh, chirpaboutit.com. That's where you can find it. Uh, and the show is City World Radio, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Yep. Okay. Cityworldradio.com. Uh, and to chirp your New York moments, thoughts, or opinions, uh, go on to... And you have uh, a call-in number? Yes, it's 646-693-2976. Uh, uh, and there's a brand new show of Chirp About It on City World Radio every Tuesday every at 8 Tuesday, p.m. Every Tuesday, 8 p.m., for sure. And you're on uh, fa Instagram, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, all under Chirp About It. Just type that in, and you'll find us. That's we'll fantastic. We're also on uh, uh, YouTube as well. We have some videos, uh, small videos on YouTube. But, uh, you know, again, it's, it's still, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the first year, you know, so we're really building. You know, we're really fine-tuning this this little baby, so um, I'm excited. I'm excited uh, to see what you guys anywhere. do I'm next. Just, we're just getting started. Fantastic. You know, the team is growing. We just officially have eight people now, officially have eight people on the team. That's great. You know, for, for, hey. for website, cameras, marketing, uh, sponsor uh, uh, sponsorship sales coming as well. So this is this a is lot. This is how you build an empire. Yes, yes, yes. So, Patrick, at a, I always ask this question at, at the end when we're concluding the interview. So it, it's been great having you on. I had like I had so fun. much fun. Well, you're supposed to. Like I said, if it's not fun, why do it? Why do it? I but agree. I want. I asked this of everybody um, at at the end of our of our time together. And if you could say something, anything, one thing, to a child who is making stuff at home, mm -hmm. wants to be something that they don't even know exists yet and is not getting support or is, is, is being pushed towards another path, but they want to create mm -hmm. and they don't know how or where to begin, what would you say to that child? Just jump. Whatever the idea is, whatever the thought may be, just jump. Meaning, just start because you'll always learn uh, as along the way. I always, I, I'm a strong believer in that. And some people ask, what do you mean jump? Well, just jump. Do you have an idea? Do you want to be an artist? All right, well, just start painting. Just start drawing. Go to an art store. Start hanging out. You know, build a, a network. You know, you learn, you learn from people or you pick up friends or you pick up, you, you get to know people who have, share the same interests as you, as you, you do or you have um, by um, starting. 
and then all of a sudden this person knows someone who can probably help you with this. I mean, just start. I, that's my whole entire so belief. Don't hold back. Just start, whatever it is. So basically leap and the net will appear. That's right. That's right. Just jump into the fire. Jump into Woo. the fire, jump into the water. You'll learn how to swim. You'll figure it out somewhere, somehow. Thank you, Patrick. Oh, my pleasure. For being on Fish Out of Agua. Well, thank Long you. may you chirp. Oh, for sure. Thank hug you. Hug in the air. Oh, thank you. We thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Oh. With a hug in the oh, air. Thank you. Thank you. It's been fun. It's been fun.
And we're back with Fish Out of Agua on Radio Free Brooklyn. You just heard Bob Marley and the Whalers with Waiting in Vain from the 1984 Legend compilation. And that was preceded by some budgies chirping about it from more sound effects. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I, I was looking for birds to put after that Patrick's whole segment because it's chirp about it, chirp about it, chirp about it. And then I found that... um little clip of parakeets, budgies, and I was like, ooh, perfect. Well, kids, we've had a lot of fun today, but you know what? That's our show. You have been listening to Fish Out of Agua on Radio Free Brooklyn. And if you like this show or any of the other fine shows on Radio Free Brooklyn, you know what you can do? You can sponsor us. Oh, it's so easy. Patreon can do it. Or you could just go to the Radio Free Brooklyn website and look for the Donate tab. Click on it. Go down and do what it says. You'll feel good about yourself because you'll be supporting a living artist. Yes, supporting living artists is what we love. And, okay, you know, it's not like you could do a tax write-off for this year. Can we do them for next year? I have no freaking clue. Who knows what's going to happen next year? Like Sometimes I was like, I don't even know what, what's going to happen in the next hour, except that I'm still going to be breathing. Well, on that bright note, <laughs> we're going to close this, uh, this show with uh, the last of Patrick Sainville's picks for his episode. It's Sam Smith. The song is called Too Good for Goodbyes, and it's from his 2017 album called The Thrill of It All. Well... Maybe Sam Smith is too good at goodbyes, but I'm not. I kind of hate to go. I'd love doing this show for you guys every week, but go we must. So, who else can we shout out here? Oh my God, there's so many great shows on Radio Free Brooklyn to listen to. Where do I begin? Well, I could start with the show before this one on Tuesdays at 3 o'clock. It's the amazing show Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, Josh Rubin and Noel Deneen. And immediately following this show is Brooklyn Bandstand. And Radio Free Brooklyn is also presenting a live event this coming Thursday, April 5th, at The Well, which is at 272 Meserol Street in Bushwick. Or is it Bushburg? Or is it Williamwick? Anyway, Radio Free Brooklyn presents this Thursday, April 5th, with the bands Voreen, Streep Throat, and Even Twice, with Brooklyn Neighbor and Art Star and all-around cool guy Pat O'Shea. That's this Thursday, April 5th, at The Well, 272 Meserol Street. Tickets are $8 in advance, $10 at the door. So go! get Go out and play. It's spring. Maybe the snow will have melted by then. All right, kids. Here's Sam Smith with Too Good for Goodbyes, and we'll see you next week. Woohoo! You must think that I'm stupid. You must think that I'm a fool You must think that I'm new to this But I have seen this all before I'm never gonna let you close to me Even though you mean the most to me Cause every time I open up it hurts So I'm never gonna get too close to you even when I mean the most to you In case you go and leave me in the dirt But every time you hurt me The less that I cry And every time you leave me The quicker these tears dry And every time you walk out The 